What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. And this is going to be yet another segment of the Monday Anticipation brand. I want to talk about um, a few questions, one particular question that I think every single applicant should be asking a company, and especially if it's a startup or a growth organization. Uh, I know a lot of you guys uh, may be working at a variety of different companies. And for many of you guys that listen to this podcast, you know that a lot of my focus and background happens to be with startups, small businesses, and growth organizations. So a few things that I think you guys should unpack when you're going to an interview, questions you should ask, data you should try to, I'm sorry, I can't even talk here. Data you should try to pull out. There we go. I got it. Um, sorry, it's been a long week here and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> um, what is the biggest risk to the company? That's the question I think you guys should ask. Now, what do I mean by that, right? So there's a couple of things here. For example, if the company sees money as the biggest risk, then the CEO will likely be hyper-focused on revenue-generating activities, fundraising, fundraising, and executions. And so what does that really mean? What that means for me, if I'm an applicant walking in, is if my job has anything to do with generating any sort of revenue, there will be a, a high level of angst, a high level of attention that is paid to my day-to-day tasks and responsibility, maybe even a little bit more intentional, a little bit more of a hyper sensitivity than, than other roles within the company. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that is something that is incredibly vital to understand when you're getting into the into the organization. Now, understanding that data, you should then ask follow up questions around knowing that revenue is one of your most important focuses right now. How does that how does that impact your overall leadership style? How does that impact the way that you evaluate internal staff? How does that impact the way you uh, conduct performance reviews. How does that impact how they're gonna lead you? That's really where I'm trying to get to. Uh, Another thing is if their focus is genuinely on product and product execution and innovation, then what I think you really need to try to figure out is if you're gonna be jumping on the product team or the innovation team or any other team, then maybe bringing big ideas to the table, then maybe being someone that is willing to willing to challenge conventional norms and make sure that the brand or the product or things that are being executed are, are, are thorough, maybe that's a good idea to do that, right? So, you know, the companies are in different places and I think it's just so valuable, so important for, for, for applicants to ask these type of questions. So again, if it's, if it's focused mainly on product or innovation or trying to, trying to differentiate, differentiate, Oh my gosh, can't even talk here. Trying to make a difference in the marketplace. There we go. Let me just land there. If a brand is trying to make a difference in the marketplace, trying to separate themselves from other competitors, then maybe bringing a lot of ideas to the table is something that will be comfortable. And again, you can ask these questions. You know, I'm someone with a lot of big ideas. What's the context around me bringing those ideas up? When will those ideas get vetted? How would you like me to um, deliver those ideas? Is it through an ad hoc phone call at 9.30 p.m.? Is it through an email? Do you have an idea portal? Should I talk to my direct manager about that and then it get passed on the chain? You know, will you maybe set up a a more personal meeting to kind of unpack the depths of my thoughts around the idea? Or are you guys not really looking for my particular role to be an idea generating role or idea generating um, employee here internally? 
These are very, 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 very important questions that I genuinely believe more applicants need to ask as it pertains to biggest risks inside the company. Because if the CEO or the executive team deems money or deems innovation or deems these things as risks, aka if those things are not accomplished, they won't feel good, aka if those things are not accomplished, maybe the business will be in jeopardy of being alive. There tends to be a lot of a lot of angst, a lot of focus, a lot of adjustments of leadership style, um, a lot of adjustments around just deliveries, a lot of expectations they may ha- they may have of that role contingent on those risks. It's just something that a lot of companies, a lot of organizations uh, unfortunately do not communicate. And so I want every single person listening to this podcast that is a fan of money anticipation, that is a fan of finding companies that are a good fit, a good culture fit, a good position fit for them personally. I believe those two questions are very vital to unpack. And those two scenarios are maybe things that you should be unpacking as well. Because again, maybe you're not in the right mode to, to be someone that is willing and able to jump into high generation of ideas. Maybe you're not in the position, you know, you know, with my background, what I just thought about ad hoc here, you know, I've been a part of organizations where I have felt that there were too much micromanaging, there were too much focus on X, Y, and Z around revenue. And so probably for me, if I were to ever be an employee again, I probably want to find a CEO that's a little bit more long-term, a company that's a little bit more built out and, and, and on a sustainability track so that maybe the, the scrutiny or the pressure on me personally wouldn't be a big focus because right now in my career, in my life, I'm not willing or able or excited about taking on that burden or that pressure. That's just a that's just some context that I'm not seeing enough applicants really getting clear on throughout the interview process. So those are a few uh, companies. Those are a few questions. Those are a few perspectives. Those are a few details of why those perspectives are so valuable. And uh, I just believe in these the most. So I hope that was valuable. This was yet another episode of Monday Anticipation. I'm going to try to do a better job of of spinning these out and creating these um, really until I get into the consulting aspect of uh, Monday Anticipation. It's really just going to be a lot of content, trying to push my narrative, trying to bring perspectives, trying to help as many applicants that I can get in front of, as many future you know hires that I can get in front of and just trying to get them to change the dynamic of the employer-employee relationship and trying to make sure that they're walking into a scenario that really fits where they are in the current stage of their life and where they are in the current psych- psychological and mental state of their life. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, guys, got a little bit more for you. Sorry, I thought I was done, but I wasn't. Here you go. Hey guys, I want to add a part two to this as well. Really, really quick. What are the current runway and what are the future funding plans? That is also a question you should be asking if you are applying to a startup. And here's why. Depending on the type of company, depending on where they are, they may not have a lot of runway left. In your in your role, they may be looking at as as again, a revenue generator to increase that bandwidth, to increase that runway. They may be heading into another raising of funds. Thus, again, the the, the mindsets, the, psycho, the, 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 the psychology of your direct report and the executives and the founding team may be in a different place. The pressure may be on them. Thus, the pressure is going to trickle down to you.
And if you right now as an employee are not looking for that pressure, that is something incredibly vital that you need to know. This is a question that, frankly, I don't see any company answering proactively for brands. I mean, for employees. And then these are questions that I'm not seeing any applicant or any employees asking a company. This is not an uncomfortable conversation on either end. Brand, founder, if you're listening to this, share this information. Do not be afraid or ashamed or or um, what's what's the other word that I'm looking for or frugal with your perspective. Like just give them that data because it's going to let them know where you sit with that. And if you are going to unpack that data, don't elab, don't don't exaggerate on it. Don't make it what it's not. Explain to them that data and then explain to them how that data is going to change policies, workflows, best practices, executions, development, leadership styles. And for how long is it going to change for a month? Because maybe an employee can get over that. Is it going to change for six months? Is it going to change for the foreseeable future? You really can't put a time period on it. This is information you have to tell applicants and applicants. This is information you need to find out before you make a decision. Because if you're working for a startup or even a growth organization, they are trying to survive. Now, what survival looks like for a series A startup with 70 employees or 50 employees or 30 employees may look a lot different than uh, a series C company that has 380 employees moving to 500. It may look a lot a bit different of what survival looks like you know, for because for a Series A, survival may look like literal survival. Like they need to make like the your you your hire may be uh, a determining factor of whether they it, like if you were to execute your role to the T, maybe their maybe their bandwidth and their runway can ex- to stretch another eighteen months. Or a Series C that has three hundred and fifty employees, survival may not be literal survival. Survival may be an acquisition. Survival may be uh, getting more market share. Survival may be, uh, you know, expanding the brand a bit more and gaining more partners and and, and expanding the bandwidth, expanding the PR, expanding the, the eyes and ears, the intention on the brand. Thus, you know, new investors, whatever the case is going to be. And so survival looks a lot different, but you need to unpack what survival is and what it means, and what it looks like. Incredibly important stuff here, guys. Just a few thoughts for applicants, a few thoughts for founders and leaders to divulge from an internal communications perspective. A lot of great thoughts overall. Got a little bit more for you. Sorry about that. Here you go. Hey, guys, so I'm really, really sorry. I have one more tip for you guys. And you actually shouldn't be mad because I'm trying to bring value. So. Screw anyone that doesn't want to listen to it. (laughs) Kind of. I'm kind of joking, but kind of not joking. Anyway, um, what does growth look like? That's the question. Now, this is what I mean. Depending on what type of employee you are, your skill level, how much you care, a lot of other factors. If you're applying for a startup or a growth org or frankly, any organization, this question is really vital because here's where it comes from. You have to believe the path to growth and the path to sustainability and the path to scale, you have to believe that's a good one. Now, this gets a little dangerous, right? Because most people, if you guys are applying to a company, do not have the capabilities of vetting that entire process and knowing what's a good process or not a good process. So again, this is a little bit one of those that are contextual to who you are and what you know. 
But if you do know a little bit about something or if you came from a previous startup or a previous company where you saw a path to success that is a good one and you want to follow along with other companies that are having that similar type of a path, this is an incredibly good question to ask. If you go to a company right now, here's exactly what you should say. What's your path to growth? That's the first question. And then you say, let me explain. What are you guys doing from a communication standpoint? What are you guys doing from a product standpoint? What type of partnerships are you making? Integrated partnerships, connections that are you making? You know, you know, what's the projected market size? You know, what's the the team, the team acquisition process and, and, and how much are you guys planning on scaling? What capabilities do you need? What's the comp, uh, customer acquisition uh, acquisition strategy? Like really detailed questions. A great company will give you that information because they're confident in their answer and they feel good about it. A bad company or a, or a company that may not be the best to, to invest your time in being an employee at as if the answer is either A, you know for a fact based off of your experiences is not a great answer, or B, if their answer is just a bit all over the place and it doesn't seem super clear, it doesn't seem super valuable, and it just doesn't interest you a lot. And especially if your role has something to do with that plan, that plan or that execution model. So again, just a few thoughts to unpack, some things to think about, some, some questions that I really, really, really think are great to ask. That last question gets a little bit dangerous, but it's super vital. If you guys ask these questions, I can guarantee for a fact you won't regret it. All right, I'm done now. Thanks a lot, guys.